0: Hello, everyone. It's Wilkin Asmento here, the Leadership Talks podcast host. And today I have Haley Whitting with us. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. How is Rochester this winter? (laughs) So cold today. It's like negative 17 with the wind chill. Oh, my goodness. Haley, I have been to Rochester, New York. Um, Back was like actually like the second city that I visited in the United States. But uh, I went there for pleasure. And that's a fun fact. I saw my first hockey game was in Russia. Oh. <laughs> well, mine too, because I grew up about
1: three hours east of here. And when I was looking at schools out here, they're like, you got to go to a hockey game. And it's just, and that's just
0: what you do out here. Exactly. But besides hockey games and being the owner of Hospitality with a flair. Tell us, Haley, like what, how did you start and, you know, where are you going?
1: Yes, so I've been in hotels now for 16 years. I always kind of have to do that final count there. I started as a housekeeper. I then worked night audit front desk food and beverage and then became a sales admin, worked my way up through there into a catering coordinator, a catering sales manager, a multi-property sales manager, a director of sales and marketing, a regional director of sales and marketing, and now I'm here. Um, I have a family and I run a little travel blog on the side because I live and
0: breathe uh, hospitality in all parts of my life. Excellent, so what is the name of your travel blog and when did you start? So I started travel
1: blogging. It's kind of been like a part-time thing back in 2017. And it's Haley with a Flare. which with this company being my pandemic baby, I just kind of kept
0: everything with the brand, I guess. Awesome. Fantastic. So what is the most exotic place that you've blogged about?
1: I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call it exotic, but I'm definitely an Italy stan. I've been a few times now. I actually have a client there too now. And I just I find something new every time I go there and I just love it.
0: Oh my gosh, what part of Italy?
1: Oh <laughs> <laughs> see here. I, you know, um I love some Rome. I love the Amalfi Coast. I mean, Tuscany is beautiful. I'm hoping to get done to Puglia this year um I, I mean I really don't have a favorite favorite because they're all so different and unique and the Italians are just wonderful people
0: oh my gosh yes I'm a huge fan of Italians I've been to Italy twice and Sardinia for me is just like oh my goodness the place to be <laughs> I love it I just love all of it <laughs> yeah so Haley, um what is it to be uh, owner of a management company. Um, Women in Hospitalities is this series. So I just wanted to hear your input about this. So
1: like I mentioned previously, Hospitality with a Flair, um, HWF Hotels, we started after the pandemic. You know, the pandemic saw a lot of layoffs. I had done a very similar job um, at the position that I'd been for for a few years when I got laid off with about 60 other people. And I took that time cause I loved the, I loved the model of remote hotel sales. And I was like, all right, I want to take what I loved about it. Cause I think it works for a lot of properties, not all, but a lot like, but how can I make this better? And that's kind of how this brainchild, um, came to be. And we've been able to grow. We have, team of 13 people now and over 50 hotels across the country um but you know as a woman as a woman doing it even though there's a lot of women at the property level um I I would venture to say that you don't see that as much in the higher up level so sometimes it's a challenge at times to be taken seriously at times um It's a challenge also because people are very presumptive with my age that, you know, how experienced are you? Um, But, you know, I think like with being a woman in anything in life, there's always
0: that little set of challenges. Oh, for sure. And uh, actually talking about, you know, your style, because you worked on property, right? And for me, I think in my career back in property, I think I had one or two uh, general managers there were women and you know the rest it was everybody was you know men so it's also I've never had a male director of sales you know fun fact (laughs) you know in my experience I had a
1: male like regional but I never personally worked under a male dos at any point in time
0: yeah, yeah. And you know, like, uh, honestly, also, because working in the hotels, and you know, you have the support of the brands, um, you know, I've worked for every brand that is out there in independent hotels as well. um, In your um company right now, so you handle all of the sales and marketing for the hotels, the ownership? Is that what you do?
1: Yeah, so we pretty much do everything that a traditional on-site director of sales and sales manager would do. So we're Prospecting for new business, we are handling those business cases and RFPs. We're handling all the inquiries. You know, we're helping make recommendations when it comes to revenue management as we see demands of business on the sales side. You know, the only difference is that we're not in your back office every day. You know, our two main sources and service plans are either one is fully remote, or the other is remote with quarterly site visits for the assigned global director of sales comes on site does a sales blitz help train the front desk but it's you know the only difference is we're not there and you share your salesperson with just a couple other hotels and it's a fraction of the cost of what that is and coming into recession talks um, that's very important to a lot of our owners right now is being able to save that money, but also get somebody that's very experienced, multi-branded, um, certifications.
0: Yeah. And Haley, um, I seen your YouTube channel also, and I heard that you went viral on TikTok. Uh, so, uh talk to us about this, you know, side of social media and, you know, as an influencer. Yes. So, uh,
1: you know, during you know the pandemic, I think like a lot of people, I dabbled with TikTok and I went back and forth like, am I too old to be here? But um kind of in the same breath of you know, some of the e-courses that I've created as of late is I can't complain about what's going on around me if I don't take the time to educate people. I think it's very easy for hoteliers to get stuck in their very subjective thoughts on like oh people should automatically know this especially you know if it comes to OTAs or what you know why can't you get that early check and why can't that be promised and educating them on how that works.
0: So how did the viral you know TikTok came about? so oddly enough I was scrolling TikTok one night
1: and I was at the Park Hyatt in New York with my daughter we did a little girls trip and I came across this couple that had posted a video saying that um, the girlfriend got bit up by bed bugs and it was this whole thing and you know of course a lot of the comments were like oh my gosh that's disgusting and I was like So many people, and I've talked about it on my TikTok channel earlier, so I just stitched the video. It's like a lot of people think that, you know, they just breed in hotels and forget that they're brought in by people. So I stitched it and I show how I check a room before I go in because, you know, it's never a hotel's fault necessarily if you find them. Like I said, they're brought in by people. They're very tiny. They hide really well. Um, You know, it's all a matter of how a hotel handles it at the end of the day. Um, so I just did this little video explaining that. And of course, it's the video where, you know, I didn't have a glam sesh on that it goes obscenely. That I <laughs> but I was just, you know, with that education piece, it's like, you know, this is how I check my room. And, you know, I've stitched videos that commented on that one of, you know, what's your next steps if you do find one, because so many people automatically assume that the bites or reaction are always a bed bug. And I found a lot of times I've worked for some very nice hotels that it's not a bed bug. It's a reaction to something or it could be another kind of bug, especially during the summertime. You have lots of insects outside. So <laughs> that's how that came to be. My, my channel is very hotel oriented. I tell some old stories, but it's mainly to educate the public on things that I think eventually would help the industry if the public has a better understanding of that.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And Haley, this is exactly where, you know, I think the short videos on TikTok, on LinkedIn are also helpful because, you know, you always have to also educate the public. But what if you were a guest? You know, I think sometimes as as hoteliers, we only look from the side of us providing the service, not, you know, from the guest side. So, Every time, you know, I have uh, experiences and, and I share with, you know, my, my folks is, hey, you know, what if that was you as a guest, you know, put yourself in their shoes, right? It's very easy to be subjective, you know, subjective on that as your everyday exactly so in terms of um digital marketing so i want to talk about that and how you are approaching as our organization you know do you handle social media for the hotels as well or um it's just uh you know a training that you provide how do you go about it
1: so we're actually now launching a full social service add on to our service because a lot of times hotels, you know, expect that of sales. And like, while that aids in sales, it's a whole different animal. Like if you really wanted to do social media correctly, it's a full-time job. Like even myself, I fall behind on certain things just because it is such a full-time job. Um, But we've tested out some really great beta products because one of the biggest complaints that I have with people that quote, do social media for hotels is that it's so blatantly generic. Exactly. A lot of the times, uh, you know, what I see on social media from hotels is, you know, this book here, book now, book here, book now, Christmas special, Veterans Day, book here, book now. Like (laughs) it's very, very generic and you're constantly selling now. You know, it's like a Hampton Inn going to have 300,000, you know, Instagram followers now. The online presence is important for consistency, but I think a lot of hotels, especially your smaller focus service branded hotels, get bought into that because their regionals for the brand are talking about, oh, it's your Facebook page set up. That's where you can engage with guests. And there's just not enough time in the day. So we have started crafting digital content calendars, shells, and whatnot that are specifically geared towards hotels and are actually storytelling like some of the posts that we've done for one of the hotels that we just opened is, you know, a day in the life of the GM, like all the staff votes on their favorite amenity, Um, you know, little segment with somebody from the C V B, you know, highlighting great local partners and local businesses. Like it's this, it has to be this combination. Then of course, throwing in a promo for rates, like, you know, but it has to be mixed and you can't be selling at somebody all the time. Um, And we've really noticed a big, gap and need for that, because a lot of hotels are wasting money, spending hundreds, if not thousands of dollars for very generic content that's being copied and pasted to other properties.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love that part of the storytelling because, you know, people, uh, they're going to interact with, you know, folks and individuals at your hotel. So, you know, knowing that uh, one thing that I, I was obsessed about when I worked, you know, uh, the front desk was, Please make sure you mention my name in every review possible. (laughs) 100%. Like
1: one of the things that we do with our hotels, like especially hotels that get a lot of sports teams is we make it a contest with those properties. You know, we have them like, Hey, take a picture and tag us either on Facebook or Instagram, you know, post on our Facebook or tag us on Instagram with this hashtag and this handle. Um, And at the end of the weekend, we will um, give give giveaway and we ask them to take a picture with your favorite amenity or staff member. That is awesome. And that's really great, especially it helps that SEO engagement. It helps push you up a little bit on those searches. And then when somebody is, you know, looking on Facebook to check in or looking on Instagram to see what that
0: is, seeing all this positive content. It's priceless priceless and it's it's smooth, you know. I remember when I was on property, I had uh, this beautiful independent hotel in D.C., downtown. So I was always like, oh, my gosh, you know, how can I make this uh, engagement with, like, local universities, local colleges, or, you know, uh, make sure that those folks that were Googling, right, like embassy in D.C., for example, you know, and then I came back to my... A consultant that was working on our website, I said, I need to have a landing page just regarding embassies. <laughs> so oh, I was yes. just so obsessed, you know, with having these connections because, you know, people, what is the, the, the highest, the topest phrases or words um, that people are searching when they are looking to hotels in some particular areas? So all of these connections, right, it's organically develops. Oh, yes. Especially with Instagram, like
1: that hotel we just opened, you know, some of the posts were highlighting, like there's a big division one university next to it. Big, big, big. And when you're using those hashtags, using the right hashtags, first off, when I see people not using them, it just makes me sad. Um, but using the right hashtags and not just basic hashtag travel, hashtag hotel, like really niche down, you know, university specific hashtags, um, you know, you're going to show in that feed when somebody's, you know, searching hashtag we'll, we'll use Syracuse University and all the hashtags that go along with that, you know, seeing a hotel that's in there's like, oh, I'm going to a game. Uh, You're right there. You appear in that hashtag search. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And, and it's free. It's free. Oh my gosh. I can't, you know, I think we we should have a session just on <laughs> Oh, I, I could get on a
1: platform, especially, you know, hotels, especially some of the boutique ones that we work with that have a very niche wedding experience. Um, I had one one time that was out in Colorado, and I just made them a Pinterest page and kind of made like a side blog with like wedding tips and stuff like that and pictures because they get a lot of destination weddings in the mountains. I mean, their website traffic blew up, and Pinterest is a completely free marketing tool. Um, You know, it's not for all hotels, but if you're in a very niche style market or beachy kind of place, Pinterest is very underutilized.
0: Yeah. And also I think uh, just uh, to be honest too, you know, um, LinkedIn too, right? Like, every hotel, everybody can create a LinkedIn page and show people, right? Like connect with the companies that they are interested in targeting, for example. So I think, or even, you know, for when I, again, you know, back when I was on property, I would, oh my gosh, I would post every day. And, you know, oh, I'm a a MOD, I'm on breakfast, I have my phone, I'm taking pictures with everyone, you know, my colleagues, staff, and, and, you know, it was just... Like um, people need to see the energy that you bring and how fun it is and how comfortable your hotel is, you know, and welcoming.
1: And 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 I think there's this great kind of switch, you know, whether you like TikTok or not, Um, there's this bigger push for authenticity. It doesn't always have to be this perfectly curated piece. People want to see some of the funny and that's honestly what I learned on my tiktok journey and somehow blowing up over a thousand followers is that people you know sometimes want the good look good with the bad they want something to be authentic because not everybody is a size two blonde muscular influencer exactly want to see themselves
0: there too exactly and it actually you know especially for us women too right like there is always oh my gosh, you know, how does my hair look today? You know, I have this fun conversation yes. you know with people. It's like, I don't care how my hair looks, how, you know, if I have makeup or not, you know, I, if I feel, if I had an idea and I feel like talking about my sales conversation today earlier with Haley and, you know, talking about our discussion on digital marketing, I just get my phone and I'm like, okay, I want to talk about this right now, you know? because I don't have time for editing you know I don't have time to um my allow my idea of you know speaking about that particular subject that I experienced you know on that particular Absolutely. day it's ideas they come and you have to run with it you know and even um I I love you know when people say oh you know these short uh videos don't don't share the ideas don't really mean anything I'm like well. Yeah, but I'm telling you, what is the idea about the podcast that I wanted to share, which is women in hospitality? If I just do a 30 seconds on that, I would love for you to click on the link and actually listen to the podcast. It's a teaser, you know. It does. That's what need, it is. It's a teaser, and it has doesn't to need to be like that entire podcast of 30 minutes, you
1: know. <laughs> but, well, I mean i i love I love the idea of what you're doing here. Um, You know, my business as of right now, aside from my husband who does our IT, is all women. And I'm very humbled and honored to say that, you know, a third of my team are also women of color. Um, you know, my right hand, my VP is a woman of color and the conversations that we've had, not just from the women standpoint, but also, when you add color into it is, you know, we had this round table one time talking about different ways that we were held to different standards. Like we were on property. um, You know, some of my team was told that their braids that were done up in a bun was not professional hair or wearing their hair natural is not professional hair or, you know, not wearing the appropriate pantyhose with a skirt and boot combo or minimal skin showing was inappropriate it's just it's a completely different standard same with the whole makeup conversation too wow
0: yeah you know to be honest i think um you know because i'm from brazil um, and i've been in the states for you know almost 20 years now i think those comments for me it already comes from one year and ends in the other, you know, like I can't live my life worried about what people are thinking or saying, you know, it's just, uh, I, I, like I said earlier, I just run with it, you know, and especially being a woman Latina, right, there's always also uh, a certain look, oh, wow, you're from Brazil, you know, first thing people say, oh, carnival, I was like, well, yeah, let's get to the business <laughs> point, you <know? laughs> Questions about the budget, you know, have questions about the forecast, you know, this is what I know.
1: <laughs> so it's good it,
0: to get with the program and, and you know, uh, circle back and get into the business conversation.
1: It is. And I, I, you know, I think that's a challenge. I think it's getting better, but, you know, that's, that's a big challenge that my team and I noticed as well. You know, it's also, we been, you know, on LinkedIn, you have professional corporate America men using LinkedIn, like a dating platform.
0: Oh, don't even get me started.
1: (laughs) Um, You know, it's just, it's, it's kind of odd and you kind of always got to be on guard a little bit, but you know, my, my goal and philosophy with it is, you know, women have a lot to offer and at times have been, you know, passed over and denied things and
0: hard time to shine. Absolutely, and I appreciate you so much, uh, Haley, coming to talk to me today um, here at the Leadership Talks podcast. We need to do another round on just digital marketing. <laughs> oh, we could, we could. One hundred. I, I wanted to, you know, leave it open for you if you wanted to, you know, leave uh, your last thoughts about women in leadership for the future females, you know, that are listening and thinking about joining the hospitality industry. Yes, I'd have to say my final thoughts. There's
1: kind of twofold to this. One is you cannot expect people to just recognize your efforts and automatically assume for you. You have to push yourself into those opportunities. You have to create opportunities for yourself. You know, one of the people that work with me right now, you know, at first she wasn't a fitter as experienced. But, you know, she kind of came back around the way that she, you know, responded was very gracious. She was like, you know what? I'm a hustler. I do this, this, this. It. We ended up creating a role for her That's so that she thing. could learn. Um, So you have to advocate for yourself. And I think the other important piece is, you know, as much as we talk, you know, women in hospitality, women pushing up women, I have been very blessed to also have um, some great men in my life that are very pro woman focused and I think that piece is so important one of my dearest friends he you know is an owner in his own management company with a couple others and you know I wouldn't have had some of the experiences that I had without his push on things you know he's one of my biggest cheerleaders I'm very very thankful for him as well because it helps what's his name uh, his name is Patrick Hanson, Dominion Hospitality Group. He's amazing and he's wonderful, really great at what he does. Um, but, you know, he's he's one of our biggest cheerleaders.
0: Wow. And, you know, I think that's what we are, we are all about. We have to empower ourselves. And, you know, I truly appreciate again one more time, Haley, you coming here and talking to me in our Leadership Talks podcast. And I'll see you next time. Sounds great. See you next time. Thanks for having me.
1: My pleasure.